I'm Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love doing. And it's hard to love anything right now. Right, Elise? Yeah, it, <laughs> I'm, yeah it's the struggle. <laughs> it's a struggle. Now, Elise and I don't really know each other, um, but we started to talk. We're in on online writing group where we just go and write and I'm kind of the older one in the group and <laughs> my 60s and Elise you're in your my um, exact mid-20s mid okay mid, mid-20s and no one else today showed up for the group so you and I just I think this all started by me showing you a disgusting picture of my blue toe yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we that's we started this whole thing, right? Yeah, that's that is how it started. So I started to complain about like the pandemic and how I've gotten to a point where I just want to burst. I'm sick of it. I can't stand it. I can't stand the news. I'm feeling suffocated, and I just I kind of went on a tear. Um, you know, unfortunately, you're not a therapist. <laughs> you listen. Yeah. And then I guess you started to talk, right? About how you feel, right? Right. Because I, I do understand. I feel like it's we're, we, we're seven months into this pandemic now. And I think at the beginning, it felt like a short term thing. But now it's like I fully realized, oh, in six months, I'm going to be another year older. How did that happen? Uh. Right. Because I, because like, I realized what was so good talking to you about it was I was so wrapped up in my own experience. And now I can't, you know, I got a stub broken toe. It's turned blue. I've never seen a color like that, but um, you know, I'm hobbling around. I've just had it and I've had it. And then I talked to you and I just started to feel so, badly because my I don't have raging hormones like you have right <laughs> right, I mean, right, I don't, right right I mean you're 20 I remember 25 I was I mean I that's like for you not to go and socialize at 25 I mean what's that like it's really hard um I'm the definition of an extrovert I love to go out and see people mm -hmm. I when I could go out, I was out all of the time. I never was at home. Like, what would, were you doing? Oh, I would like go out dancing. I was, I would do improv comedy. Like I, I could easily go to like a 12 a.m. show, get back at like two in the morning. Were you going go to, to work. UCB? UCB? Yeah, I was. I was going to UCB, RIP. I, <laughs> were you taking the classes or going to see the shows? So I was going to see the shows and I ha I was on a, a little like indie team called Diversity Hire. It was like a bunch of like uh, black uh, indigenous people of color improv team. And I love them. I just talked to them yesterday on Zoom. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I had a very full social life. I was very proud of the friends I had and my uh busy social life and it, it is painful to not get to do that to not get to like go to a party and like be single and like make out with a random stranger at a party oh you know? i remember those days that was oh my god i i get ex <laughs> right there's a nostalgia there's like a heaviness of like wow that was crazy and so fun so it's i 
I, I just talking to you, I started to feel better about myself because, you know, I started to feel so guilty about how we tried so hard to leave you this wonderful world. And what we were talking about is like how, I mean, I had such purpose. I was, I was there during the, um, you know, the uh, get out of Vietnam and we got to see things actually happen. And we were so passionate. And this is, was before the Manson murders, which changed everything. But we had like free love. You, I mean, I would hitchhike everywhere. This is where you could really trust people. I yeah. mean, this is where you didn't, you know, growing up in LA where I grew up, where you, you didn't need your parents. Your parents didn't come with you trick-or-treating. There were no razors and apples. You know, we didn't even wear bike helmets and we're just fine. And now, you know, after I got to experience free love, you know, have like a lot of sex before AIDS came in. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then I got to have like watch women's liberation and, you know, yeah, the ERA went down to their feet, but I got to be a part of that. And then the LGBTQ movement and gay marriage. And then we had a black president and I felt like, my God, I really did something for the world. I really made a difference. And then, and now I've seen it so quickly, so quickly all those years, hell no, we won't go. All those years, just, you know, gone. And I feel so bad about what we left you. And now here you are 25 when you should be out there, you know, trusting people, living a life, not isolated. It's just sucks, Elise, doesn't it? Sorry, that yeah. was a rant. Wasn't no, it? it's okay. Stop, I, it, was, me. it was a lot to think about. But it's also, I think that it's like, I, I don't think it's individuals who get a say. I mean, of, what, of course you didn't want this for us, but I think that like the systemic powers that be, I mean, something, there were, there's some sort of rule, there's some sort of law in set in place that allowed this all to happen, right? You know? Um, like the white guys last grab right they're just yeah. they know they can't sustain their power because your generation you know isn't isn't buying what they're dishing out and this is and they've had all this power and now i think you know they're just grabbing it all like drowning people grabbing it and you know i think even if biden wins and trump gets into the white house um, every the treasure will be emptied out. There won't even be curtains at the White House. You know, they would be. He, he's going to take everything. everything. Yeah, but yeah. still, this this world that we've left for you, I I I can't help but wonder how everything got so fucked up, and what we could have done differently, or what we could do differently now. What do, you, what do you think? What are your friends talking about? I think that me and my friends are talking about how um, I think we're realizing that these problems, I mean, they always existed. We always knew they were there. And it's now we were kind of like, okay, how can we take care of ourselves? Because it is feeling like that thing where it's like, okay, we want to do the right thing and help people. 
but we also want to make our we also want to be happy in our own lives and so it's like trying to learn that like sacrificing your own happiness to help someone else might not be the best way to <laughs> put help. on your put out like the airlines say like put on your oxygen mask first before assisting others correct right right it's like <laughs> you know um there is something to be said about like if you take care of yourself then no one else has to worry about taking care of you and that yeah. within itself is kind of helpful so i guess that is that's, that's where interesting that's that's kind of like what bothers me most about the anti-maskers mm -hmm. you know and then they get covid and now so many resources have to go right right they're draining resources and they're draining resources because they didn't take care of themselves and yeah. others just to prove a point to prove they weren't scared are your friends that do you have any friends who are um like um anti-maskers like because you see on instagram all the time people are partying still right so tell me what's going on with that so i think that's so funny because i i i mean i personally i don't have any friends who like are going to parties but i'm out and about in glendale where um and i see people not wearing masks and they're normal people like they i don't think they have the wherewithal in their mind to say I'm not going to wear a mask to prove a point. I think they're not even thinking about it. You're just not very mindful, right? Right, because like, what is there to think about, you know? Like, haven't you done that though? I mean, haven't you gone like, oh, I'm gonna go for a walk and then you're three blocks away and you go, oh shit, I forgot that we're in a global pandemic and I don't have my mask on, right? So yeah, I mean, I've totally, I've totally forgotten my mask before and then I go home and I go get it and that I continue my walk. But yeah. that's, that is ju that's just me personally. Um, but I, I've talked with friends and it's like, we all have things that we don't wanna live without. So, you know, some people I guess are deciding that they don't wanna live without parties. I, I don't know. Oh, like, so you're, in other words, they're, they're, they're going, they're really asking themselves this terrible question, which is what's worth dying for? It sort of seems like that. Sometimes. Isn't it like what, what behavior is worth dying for? And um, I thought about that. I mean, I'm thinking about going out to a restaurant. You know, I, I went out finally to a restaurant and I had a fancy margarita. Oh, like that sounds nice. Hundred. I was crazy price, but whatever, you know, you know, and you got to do. At first, I was very nervous about it. It was outdoor restaurant. They did take your temperature coming in and they did have plexiglass between booths, but um, I was really nervous. I go, well, this is stupid because I'm not going to join the meal. But after I drank that margarita. <laughs> There's something normal. Right. It kind I of felt nice to shit. be normal. Yeah. And, and then I realized that's what I miss. Just that... not having to think about this stuff, you know? <sighs> Yes, I just felt that in my like in my gut. Yeah, there's something really nice about sitting at a restaurant and doing something you used to do before this happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I'm a performer, so right, right. Like, um, I want to be there. I'm I'm going crazy with that because 
I was walking um, on the beach and I passed a field of pigeons and I did a set for them. Oh, and I just, sure just started to do a show for the pigeons. <laughs> hey, where are you going? Come back. I'm working here. I mean, <laughs> myself like, like uh, desperate that way of things that I used to do. And it's so hard not to just want to pig out or drink or smoke or, you know, just something to stop the drilling in your head of what's really going on. It's like the sun. You can't look at it directly with the election coming up, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying, the Supreme Court. I mean, I got to say, I absolutely hit an overload. But then I don't, I don't have that. I mean, I've, I've lived my life. I mean, I, I, I want to live more. I don't want to die, but I, and there's more to come, but I have so much to look back on, you know, of things yeah. that I've done. And it's like, you don't have that much. I, I, <laughs> that whole career you had, that time, you know, right. you got that yeah. big promotion, that award that you got for, you know, your, you know, your first big client. You haven't even had those. No, I haven't. And the I love think, of your life? Have you had that? Not really. No. <laughs> All right. So, you know, boomers are always going dissing the millennials. And I say that's just bullshit because you guys have it so fucking hard. And I feel, and I'm sorry. I really am. Yeah. I don't mean, and I, suicide rate is up for, 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 um, for kids. Uh, I, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I I think, I mean, I I think that's just like we um we don't realize it's not our I at least for me like it's not my natural instinct to think that it's not my fault you know and I think it's normal for people to be like my life is hard so what am I doing wrong I think that's like pretty I think that's inaccurate way of thinking but I think that's pretty normal first response is to think go inwards and see well, like, what do you what come up with wrong. oh i mean i come up with all different things like oh well maybe i'm not trying hard enough maybe i'm like just not <laughs> trying hard enough with what like get out trying... the boat or oh oh well i mean okay so as far as like why am i not where i why am i not in my life where i should be enjoying things you know like oh i i don't think it even occurs to like at least to me, sometimes it doesn't even occur to me that like us being in a pandemic is making it so that I'm not living my life the way I should be. Oh, so you just sort of accept it? Well, I don't, I'm sometimes like, shit, like life is just really rough right now. And like, I feel like I'm behind. I've never really had like an important relationship. I feel like I'm at a standstill in like my arts career. And I tell people what you do. Because I didn't give you a proper introduction. Oh, that's okay. Um, people, so we're doing this sort of backwards. Okay. We're doing the introduction at the very end. Go ahead. So I am primarily a writer and an actor. I um, I was in grad school for one year doing a creative producing group at California Institute of the Arts. Ooh. Cool. I know. Oh, it's, um, I went there for creative producing and I was just really sad in the program, which I think most people at CalArts are either really sad or really neurotic. <laughs> it's a really intense program. Um, I, was, I was working like 60 hour weeks, 
really in insane on top mm -hmm. of like rehearsals. And I just didn't feel creatively fulfilled at all. And then I like finished my first year, then used up my little bit of fellowship money to like fuck off in Greece for like six weeks. <gasps> Where in Greece? I went to um, Athens for a week and then I went, I, I did three weeks in um, Lesbos working uh -huh. on this um, NGO ship helping like, yeah. I guess trying to help um, the migrant population there, uh, which was a really, really mind-opening experience in itself. Oh, and then, God, thank you for doing that. So you uh, go like, the school, 60 hours with, I, that's just, I, I need to go to Greece to read, help immigrants. It <laughs> was not my, it's so like a relaxing vacation. Honestly. Resort, get me another Mai Tai, you know, some Racina, a little Uzo, please. I went there with the intention of like, really having, because I just, I, I like to work, which is really unhealthy, but I like having things to do. And so, I went there with the original intent to like stay at this villa in the mountains of Greece. And then I got there and it was really weird. And I, I just wasn't having a good time. It was a bunch of like really okay. Yeah. Like a bunch of like French 20 year olds who didn't so, really speak English. So all right, let me, just a couple more questions about yeah, this, yeah, your yeah. Instagram group and things. Okay. Do you see a lot of people going out in your Instagram group to parties and things like that? And no, I think that yeah. my friends know that like, if they posted, they were at a party, they have friends who would like shit on them for it. So your friends are very, you would say they're woke, right? Oh yeah, I would yeah. say most my, now, right, let me ask you, did they vote for, uh, in the, in, uh, did they vote for Hillary? <laughs> so I don't have any friends who didn't, if they voted for, they either voted for Hillary or they voted, a couple voted for third party and their only justification was that, well, I'm in California, so my vote's going to Hillary anyway. And I was like, you know what, that's fine. Okay. Couple, you know, a lot of people, I kind of got really mad because a lot of people were such ardent Bernie supporters mm. that when they did not vote and that just was like, ah. Oh. Right. Yeah, that was that was Crazy. hard. That is something we can do. So we, I always like to end this podcast. And thank you for doing this spontaneous podcast. I think, you know, I definitely know my generation needs to get past stereotypes and the jokes that they have about millennials. You know, um, I'm lazy. And, you know, um, just terrible stereotypes. I think. And 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 it's so great to you know, talk about what your life like is like and what struggles you're going through because uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and so what can, what, so let's, what can you tell my listeners, you know, who are mostly, um, we're all dealing with the same thing, but they're creative people, they're writers, they're speakers, they're stand-up comics, they're in comedy writing, they want to make a living doing what they love doing, you know, and, and going through these hard times um, and feeling that confinement and, you know, lack of an audience, uh, you know, to do the things we want to do creatively with each other. I mean, what suggestion would you have? 
Okay, so what suggestion I have to somebody who wants a creative life and like live their life in a creative Feeling way? Feeling this kind of oppressive confinement. I would say um, work smarter, not harder. You, um, I think a lot of people have it in their minds that like if they want to pursue a creative career, then they have to work in like their specific creative field. And I think that it can be simpler than that. Like don't accept a job at like a theater when theaters open back up. That's like a $12 an hour, like box office job that pays like 20, like that's like 15 hours a week. If you can't, like, if you can't live like that, then you don't have to find a job that like, I don't know, pays you like 20 bucks an hour to, uh, I don't know, like, I'm just saying, take the money. You don't, it doesn't have to be a job in the arts. If you can, if you can't live that lifestyle, save up enough money until you can get a job in the arts you actually like, because you don't yeah. want to do a job in the you arts know, you don't like. I love what you're saying. It, it kind of is the same thing of, uh, you know, before helping others, you know, put, put on your oxygen first. And that yeah. means to get yourself financially settled find a way so you're just not scrambling 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 and you know who can move on twelve dollars now i i i can't you'll burn out so quick too. yeah bitter. So you know be your own advocate mm. and do your creativity once you're in a place where you are secure where you ha have some money and you're secure of course we can all do it at the same time but you're talking about like a real real focus yeah know? yeah take care of the essentials survival you suffering least, isn't going to help anybody thank you so much for being on on this spontaneous podcast I <laughs> thanks just for love having me you and i love talking to you and um and we'll see each other next week on the meetup right yes yes we will okay okay for your special gift Go to themessageofyou.com. That's themessageofyou.com and get your free one-year subscription to the Message of You University, which is full of lessons to help you find your message and turn it into a book, a TED Talk, or a paid speaking career. That's themessageofyou.com.